0: If you have a good idea and you're, you're working on it and you're developing that idea, there's going to be room for it because technology is changing so fast. Uh, right now I feel that there's not, there's just not enough content.
1: Hello everyone. Welcome to the Animator's Guide to Virtual Reality. My name is Rick Delishny here in Peterborough, Ontario, Canada. And uh, hello everyone coming in are our, our coming in from the South by Southwest and the Game Developer Conference. Of course, that just wrapped up a week ago. And uh, uh, obviously, looking at our at our numbers and uh, the subscriptions. Um, hello, hello to everyone who subscribed to the show. Obviously, there's a lot of interest in virtual reality and augmented reality. And I'm very happy to be able to fill in. Perhaps a few of the blanks on the content side find out a little bit about what animators are doing and and uh, the work that animators and even people in more traditional fields like theater and stage design and sound design are doing it 's a pretty much a wide open space, and everyone 's talents seem to be in very high demand so welcome all new listeners it 's nice to have you on one of our top top podcast episodes though uh, came out a few weeks ago. It was Vincent McCurley from the National Film Board Interactive Studios in Vancouver. That was an amazing episode. If you are just catching up, uh, that would be definitely uh, an episode of the show that you'd want to listen to. Uh, Vincent went over the work that he's doing with uh, pro- projects like Cardboard Crash, which uh, we clipped as well, and you can check it out uh, on our show notes, and mentioned a f- quite a bit of the work, uh, or touched on, it, teased a bit of the work that's being done at the National Film Board across Canada. Of course, Vincent was in Vancouver, and today's guest is the technical director from the animation studio english program in montreal Um, we have eloy champagne on the line and uh, before he became technical director at the nfb in 2011 eloy spent nearly two decades helping ad agencies and corporations go beyond their creative limits drawing on his visual effects experience and creative problem-solving skills he's worked on many award-winning productions including a number of stereoscopic films currently he's working on an variety of linear and interactive projects using 3d printers head added displays projections and different types of sensors and mobile platforms and you know what eloi welcome to the show and before I, I get much further did i get your name right is it eloi am i saying this right well uh, in french you would say eloi 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 yeah. eloi oh my no. goodness sorry about that <laughs> no, no problem give me half marks please for at least realizing yes, yes. that i probably messed that up <laughs> I'm so sorry about that, but welcome to the show. It's it is a thrill to have you on, and I and I can't stress enough. And obviously, uh, the work that is being at the National Film Board of Canada is uh, known around the world. You have a, an incredible legacy of work uh, supporting the work that uh, that you're doing right now, moving into interactive and augmented reality and uh, virtual reality. And uh, maybe just give me a little little bit, flesh out your bio a little bit, and tell me a little bit about the work. Like when you started with the National Film Board, I mean, what does the NFB mean to you and sort of what's it sort of becoming now? Just for you viewers or listeners that are in Canada that maybe don't know what the NFB is.
0: Oh, my God. Uh, working <laughs> – just the idea of, of working at the NFB was very, very, very exciting for me. It was uh, – somehow the NFB was always – always I have been present when I was a kid, uh, which uh, – I know, all the, the animated shorts, uh, we even had projection uh, at school of, of all sorts of NFB film. Uh, so, and and to me, i uh, interested about uh, animation really at an early age. Uh, uh, and, you know, there was Disney and there was the NFB. <laughs> it, was, <laughs> uh, it was very, 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 very thrilling. Uh, just to come here to for an interview for the job was just like super exciting. Um, and after that, to be able to work uh, on all these animation projects with, with legends like Carter Barker or uh, or Chris Landreth was really, really fantastic.
1: Outstanding. And uh, yeah. give me an idea, because when we talked with Vince, he explained a little bit about what's going on at the Interactive Studio in Vancouver. And of course, you're in Montreal. Tell me a little bit about how the things are structured there.
0: Uh, yeah, the, 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 main NFB office is in Montreal. So we have, uh, we have, uh, quite a, a large, uh, building here. Uh, actually right now it's, it's, it's a bit too large for, for, for our needs, but we're moving downtown in the Quartier des Spectacles in, Mo- in Montreal, uh, in 2017 or early 2018. And that's very exciting. Um, but. Uh, we have here uh, all the rooms in the studio that we need to do pretty much all type uh, of animation. Uh, so my job is as a te- as a technical director is you know to work with the producer to work with a director uh, in support of of all the animation project from from the beginning to, to the end of of the project. Uh, and when I say all type of animation, we still do a lot of traditional animation. We could uh, we have you know painting on glass. We have uh, 2D uh, animation on paper. We have 2D uh, on on a Cintiq tablet. We have CG. We have stereoscopic animation. We have stop motion. We have uh, um, everything. All this spectrum of animation you can imagine we, we do here. So
1: now, that's actually really really interesting because. As a role of technical director now you must see a lot of different ideas come across your 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 desk. Tell me when do projects come to you um and they the director or the art director or the animator do they know this is going to be a virtual reality project or do you make that recommendation how, when does this when does that happen or is it you know yet
0: Usually they I mean you know VR we, we're still exploring quite a bit so um uh, usually they have an idea uh, that that's where they want to go uh, but we had we had a project we have yeah we had project where that started like um, let's say a mobile game and became uh, we just realized developing it that it would make just a better VR project so it became mm-hmm. a, a VR project uh, we have a we have a VR um, film. Let's call it a
1: film. Uh, I know. Isn't it? We're still trying to figure out the vocabulary, aren't we? It's yeah. like things don't quite, quite translate properly.
0: <laughs> and I, I'll explain why we call it a film. Uh, it it actually started as a stereoscopic movie, mm-hmm. standard stereoscopic movie projected in theater. Uh, the uh, the film is called Minotaur. It's okay. by um, Monroe Ferguson. Uh, we worked on that film, it's about three or four years ago. Um, it's, we're, we've been using a software called Sandy. It's a stereoscopic animation software. So you work directly in stereo uh, on a large screen and you're animating in 3D space, basically. Um, we realized that we could modify Sandy and do um, a spherical render. So we decided to do a dome version of that film. Hmm. And we, we saw it in the dome and it was very impressive and it actually was better than this, the original stereoscopic version. Uh, but it, the dome version wasn't stereoscopic. So then we decided, we had a DK1, we had an Oculus DK1 here, we decided, right. well, why not try to do a full 360 render and see if we can do that in stereo? And if the stereo is gonna work you know, well in VR, and as a matter of fact, the VR version is so much better. than the dumb Version, <laughs> uh, uh, so um, and it's it's very exciting because it was a very good way for us to experiment uh, without spending too much money because the film existed already. Right, right. Uh, we had the tools to experiment with VR, and then started we started thinking about okay, how, how how do how do we do audio on a linear project in VR? How do we how do we rework that? You know, 7.1 mix and make it work for VR, mm-hmm. um, and it's it's one of the first project that we're going to release probably online uh, very soon. Uh, it's it's quite fantastic. I really like it. So those
1: are some wonderful questions that do come up. Um, it's interesting here at the studio at RDXYZ where we're, we're working on projects. We've we've done the same thing by taking existing or old projects and uh, putting in a a three D a, uh, a three sixty camera, and then uh, also turning on the stereoscopic and trying that as well. And it's actually <laughs> it's very it's very interesting. It's a lot of fun, and it's it's turning out in some cases a lot better. Than we kind of thought, and that's really that's really motivating us to to move forward because there there's so many questions right now in 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 VR filmmaking. And you touched on a few on them, and the audio is a, is a big thing for me. Audio, mm-hmm. um, so it's a brave new world, but it's uh, it's also there's there's an element of experimentation. Um, tell me about about that. Tell me about sort of uh, the the culture of the NFB and how I suspect it's a little different from and how you've you've worked on on commercial projects, mm-hmm. and, and then now you work at the NFB. Is do you find Tell me about experimentation and sort of the expectations of what you're expected to bring to a project. Uh, it's uh,
0: yeah, uh, there is definitely a culture of experimentation, and, and you know, IMAX is pretty much born in at the NFB. Yeah. Uh, uh, a lot of three D animation, early CG three D animation experiments were done at the NFB. Softimage is more or less born here. Uh, mm-hmm. There's a, there's a lot of um, of uh, I mean, just when you think about Norman McLaren and, and, and all the experiment he did, if, uh, I had the chance of working on, on the restoration of the, we say, we think it's the, the first stereoscopic uh, animated movie made made from 2D elements ever made that uh McLaren may uh worked on uh, in two, 1951 and 1952 yep. Yep. um so yeah experiment is is part of the DNA at, uh, of the NFB uh and it's you feel it you walk here you see, you you talk with directors in the corridors you look at the different lab and it's it's really really part of of what we do um and my background I had my own studio before, so experimenting was part of what I was doing anyway. I was trying to, even for commercial work, uh, my reputation was that I was probably the person to go see if you were, if you know, for advertising agency, if they needed something different or something new or something experimental. So, mm-hmm. so having the chance to be here at the NFB and then just. Having the chance to experiment with different creators on on those, all those projects is, is a continuation of that.
1: Definitely. Exactly. Mm-hmm. An, an, a continuation, uh, an evolution of your creative process. And it, it supports that. So that's that's excellent. Hey, listen, have you been were you uh, at any like at South by or, or Sundance Film Festival this year?
0: No, I wasn't part of the Sundance. Uh, we had a lot of interesting VR project. Well, Vince was there. Vince was, yeah. Um, we also have the French interactive program here in Montreal. They have um, they have a couple of very very interesting VR project, like the Enemy Project or the the. Uh, What's the name of it? Uh, I have the French name in my head, but <laughs> that's okay.
1: <laughs> Give me the French, le, and I'll le, look at the
0: link. Le photographe inconnu, the unknown, the unknown photographer. Okay, uh, it's fantastic, fantastic VR project, uh, basically in Unity. Um, so uh, that's one of the very, very interesting aspect if we talk about experimentation because we have mm-hmm. different studio mm-hmm. and in different region of Canada, we have. Um, we all have com- complementary approach to 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 what we do, to the film that we make, but to the, the to VR right now, or to an interactive project. Uh, so it, it it makes it possible to to explore really different avenue. Uh, um, right now in Toronto, they're they're experimenting a lot with uh, with document documentary VR mm-hmm. uh, camera, how to use camera. Uh, developing camera technology. Uh, So, uh, and it's not something that we do here at the animation studio, so it's all complementary, but at the same time, we learn from each other's experiments. So, that's really, really cool.
1: Absolutely. Now, in terms of the animation that you're doing uh, in in your office, is this this is—is is this being driven by game engines or in real time, or is it pre-rendered, or a combination of both? Uh,
0: there's yeah, there's both. Um, we have a project uh, right now called Lonely Neuron. Might the name the name might change. Uh, this one is really um, Unity-based, uh, but will be for mobile. Um, we have another one called BioCube, but uh, it's a project by uh, from uh, director Fred Kazia. Uh this one is pretty ambitious. Uh mm-hmm. also based in Unity, uh definitely more for the the Vive or or Oculus. Um uh, now where, what, what, o- what's
1: what's the what's the qualification for that? For something to be definitely Vive or Oculus. What do you mean by that?
0: Oh, because it's um uh it's it's not a game, it is a game. It's uh it's some kind of hybrid. Let's call it an experience, uh mm-hmm. but it's um, there's some, it can't be mobile because the audio aspect will be a lot, very important because the, 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 the render, the quality of the render, uh, just, hmm. just a number of, uh, of, um, the 3d elements, the animation in it would make it way too heavy for mobile. Got it. Um, and also it's a lot of the interaction is gesture based. Uh, the way you control the world that you're creating the way you interact with it so we needed to go with uh, it, it, it we needed full body tracking we needed to be able oh. to really track uh, the, you know especially your arm movement and your, your, your even your finger movement uh, so we've been experimenting with that for a little while using either the leap or a different thing now with the the HTC Vive with their um, their controllers and yeah. the Oculus Touch soon, um, but it's it's a lot more ambitious th-
1: this project. So um, that really is we need- where we're heading. We are really heading in, a, in in a way of getting off the whole roller coaster model of VR and and somehow getting your hands and arms and body involved, aren't we?
0: Well, for some project, I still think like Minotaur is a totally linear experience there's not much interactivity uh it's just a fun ride a fun trip a fun ride it's a, it's it's just a wonderful experience it's we will people with gear vr will be able to have a very good time with uh, with this project mm-hmm. um so i think there's room for for all kind of experience and all kind of experiment and i think it's all about the story what you want to yeah say what do you want to tell so and that's that's one thing at the nfb that's always our starting point is okay what what do we want to say what do we want to express who do we want to reach what's uh what are the aspects of that story that will make it a good film a good animation or a good documentary or a good vr experience so uh we're not going to do vr just for the sake of it just to do vr it's it has to be there's got to be a reason why we go in that
1: direction i have two questions about that i don't know what how far you can go along with this but i am curious to hear how um, matu- how the maturity is and by maturity i mean sort of a, a understanding of vr is happening from people that aren't working in our world where we're very technically engaged but are you finding that people are coming to you not from a technology uh, background and asking some pretty smart questions about this. Tell me about the sort of the education process. Are they are people kind of warming up to it, or tell me about how you, a project gets pitched from a non technical person?
0: Um, I think I think first of all people need to to have some kind of experience of VR to that's true to, <laughs> to get an idea. I mean, yeah. I don't think anyone. You know, there's a lot of, heard a lot of very skeptic people just saying, oh, well, that's nothing, that's a fad, but never really tried anything (laughs) Mm to it. And I think the kind of experience they're going to have, too, the first time might have an impact. Uh, What's interesting is, I mean, I always uh, take for granted that gamers will obviously, understand really quickly the potential and 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 what's possible and we'll have a lot less question about okay what what can we do about that um but it's very interesting to see people that are not gamers creators that are even traditional artists that are have an experience for the first time in vr and to to get feedback and to to see how they react to it, that's very interesting. I think some people are, are scared of it a little bit. Uh, some other people are just like, wow, okay, I've you know, this is this is fantastic. Um, but again, I think most creator, most most storyteller are, you know, uh, are going to approach it first. Through the story they want to tell, and if they don't yes. feel it, if they don't see it, if they don't, if they don't think that their story is going to work in VR, they're not even going to consider it, uh, unless it's it's purely for visual, you know, some kind of visual experiment. But uh, um, but we do have creators that are that that are really interested because they can see. Yeah. they can see the challenge, but they can see also how they can they can touch people, how they can put people in something that will be very emotional and very very um, uh, intense, I guess, uh, and and that's very interesting for some creators. Uh, I don't think VR is going to replace movie. <laughs> okay. Yep. <yeah. laughs> um, I think there's room the same way uh, you know the internet or, or television didn't replace books. Uh, it's it, there's a, there's room for uh, for all sorts of of, of storytelling experiment experience. So.
1: There's uh, there's so much that's that yeah absolutely. I I had a few questions there. I wanted to see I'm I'm a big fan of audio in terms of uh, reengineering projects mm-hmm. to make them work in VR and, and audio actually serves a very important narrative purpose in driving the story forward and, and in VR in particular um, and this comes from sort of the game world uh, drawing the attention of the of the of the viewer of the person experiencing the the film or experience um, uh, do you want to give any shout outs are there any people at the NFB in the audio world that have really embraced this technology and are very excited about this uh,
0: they are excited and and, and I think um yeah, it's it's something that I've been pushing for a little while, actually, because I saw that we had those VR project coming, mm-hmm. and we, we have a very fantastic uh, group of people here in the audio department. We have uh, amazing mixing studio, amazing recording studio, we have great, great recording and mixing artists, uh, but the, the pipeline was the film pipeline. It was, right, it was very totally linear, yeah. Mm-hmm. Totally linear thing. Um, so I felt that we needed okay to start experiment with uh, with ambisonic uh, recording, binaural recording. Uh, how do we mix with that? How do you how do you take that on, in the field if you want to do a documentary? Uh, so we've started experimenting, but it's still pretty early in that process. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But I was talking about Minotaur earlier. Um, for us it's great because this film it's a it's, it was a traditional film we had a 7.1 mix the mix was because it was a stereoscopic movie there was already some kind of intention of of specializing things um but now that we we try listening to it in VR with the with the stereo mix or with the 7.1 mix we realize that okay it's just it's just not enough. <laughs> it just, uh, audio is so important in VR. You have, you have, you can feel visually, you can feel that you are in that space, uh, but if the audio is not there, you, you, it, it breaks um, the illusion. It uh, really
1: does okay. and and it 's interesting when you talk about people experiencing v r for the first time I think a lot of that uh, actually lends itself to the audio experience mm. uh, working in perfect harmony and that 's one of the big big features of the of the unity of, of, of the oculus sorry in particular that um, the the latency and 's been sort of worked out, and we have uh, video and audio everything 's in sync with your head, and the whole synchronization problem seems to have been um, Reduced or limit or limit the problem has been el- reduced or eliminated, so this, these are all really good things that to play towards making the experience as, as natural and as uh, as as exciting as possible.
0: Um, Absolutely, I, I still feel that the, the tech, technically there's still a lot of ch- challenges. Uh, um, it's a lot easier if you're in a game engine than than. The mixing by object, I mean, you know, like like uh, Dolby Atmos or uh, uh, the the idea of mixing by object is is fantastic. It yeah. was it was interesting for film, but it, it's so obvious in a game engine because you have all your sound that are linked to to actual 3D. Uh, it, to to that 3D space and actual 3D uh, triggers that are mm-hmm. in the game, um, and if you use you know Wise or or, or tools like that, to uh, you you can really push the limit of of what you're going to mix in real time for 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 VR for interactivity. For a linear experience, it's a mm-hmm. lot more difficult. It's even difficult. though even though there's you know Samsung phone, let's say, are supporting a uh, 5.1 mix and then uh, or a or a quadra you know four channel of, of uh, binaural audio um, how do you mix for that in in a traditional uh, setup uh, what kind of what kind of of, of quick uh, iterating loop can you create so yeah. you, you can mix in real time and see it in VR, but it's a linear experience. You're not in the game engine. How do you do that? So mm-hmm. that's what we're playing with right now is to try to get composers, music composers, and, and, you know, traditional mixer, uh, to be able to jump in that world and, and bring their experience because they have an amazing amount of experience and, and know how. And and bring that to the VR world, and it's it's interesting. When I when I got our mixers here to try Minotaur for the first time on the Gear VR, they were like, "Wow, okay, this is amazing." But you know, I can see that it's the audio is just missing. It's not working. You know, those particles here, I should feel them. Mm-hmm. You know, I should I should that that motion that motion pad that i'm i'm in i should I should feel the the, the the audio panning around and i should I should feel that I'm moving and I'm still talking about the audio, and not just you know not the visual
1: so it's um it's there's a lot of work to do there, uh, yeah actually you know what i'm gonna I, I'm going to keep that an open invitation for uh, if you if to continue speaking maybe with someone in the audio world there at the nbi I'm very interested in hearing how this transition is happening from linear um, work into interactive work, and uh, it's a big step. It's, it's not as simple as just remixing it for different number of speakers no. or something. No. It's, it's actually a complete new pipeline uh, change. The, game to, the games industry has been working very hard on that, and uh, so now we need to somehow synthesize um, what's been going on in gaming and the but- expectation of film.
0: And even then, uh, I mean, we had, we had uh, the founder of, uh, of Audio Kinetics uh, here uh, giving us a, a talk uh, a few, couple of, I think it's two months ago. Oh. Uh, so they, they have that, that um, third-party uh, software called Wise that, that works with Game Engine. Uh, to, to be able to mix um, and mix in real time for, for, for games mostly yeah. and and they realized too that I think what works for game doesn't necessarily all, all work as well in VR oh really? Uh, well yes VR, because you are in that space you know, uh, for a game you still had a monitor in front of you, you still have fairly limited audio the, the, where the sound was coming from um, I had to work with the visual, but it, it didn't have to work with your body position, oh, <laughs> your physical wow. presence. Yeah. But in in VR, um, the way the way the audio is going to um, to interact with the environment around you. Uh, if let's say you're walking, you're in a, you're in a Vive and you're actually walking in the room, and the simulation you're in or the VR world you're in, you're crossing a door. Uh, the the audio is different. The audio what you're hearing, the ambient audio should change at that moment specifically, depending of what, what your body position is from the wall or from that that that, that door. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Okay. It's and 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 we're so used. I mean, our brain is so used to to understand all those sound cues and visual cues that makes our, our the real world that we feel it right away when it's it's not quite there you know
1: you know absolutely um are there a different uh, so we, we've we've touched on actually we've bounced in that kind just there we bounced in all, all three or three main platforms anyway in terms of the gear and the and the vive and the rift what what do you prefer to develop on where where do you think do we have a common standard yet no
0: <laughs> no i don't think we do uh, i mean game engines are fantastic uh, because um, yes you can you can interior output your project to different platform or or, or make depending on how you're gonna build your game or your project it could maybe work on on mobile phone but um, I think you really have to wonder right away to ask yourself at the beginning of the project. Okay, who's your audience? Uh, who are you trying to reach with this? With this, especially if it's not a game, uh, and yeah. then see: uh, Are we going to for a WebGL experience? You know, uh, are we going mm. for? I mean, it's not WebGL. It's not quite there yet, but it's coming. Mm-hmm. Um, and we all we have a project at the NFP. Uh, Wait, call way to go by Vincent Morissette. Uh, that's that was very successful VR uh, project that works on WebGL. So if you have a WebGL enabled browser, you can you can you can see it. And if you have a, an Oculus Rift, you can have a really good very good time. Um, so you really have to wonder, okay, what is my audience? We we have a project specifically for mobile platform for for uh, Gear VR because or Cardboard because we feel that that's how we're going to reach our audience, but then that's going to
1: impact how we're going to develop it and what tools we're going to use. That was actually – this is wonderful. You're actually leading – all my questions you're actually leading into perfectly. (laughs) At the International Film Board, a big part of what you do is, uh, of course, um, uh, sharing Canadian culture with Canadians and making Mm -hmm. sure that Canadians have access to um, uh, culture that they may not normally have access to. And In the past, film was a very efficient way of doing that. You could create a film or a video project and – and uh, you, 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 would, you could distribute that or shop that around or audiences would come to see it en masse and then your, 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 your film is seen. What are the considerations that you make? Or is this, still too, is this still too brave new world? Or are you able to really plan out, map out how to distribute your, your VR uh, experiences uh, from the NFB? Or are we still sort of in an experimental phase where we just kind of make them and put them out there?
0: Um yeah, I would say they there's still educated guests. Uh really? guests. You're I mean we know we know that there are platforms already. You know, you have Steam, you have you have the Oculus store. Uh so these are potential avenues. You have um Android, you know, Android store, the iOS store, uh, the Apple store. there's, there's there's potential uh, um, channel that exists already. Yeah. Uh, Oculus 360, you know, uh, Facebook 360, uh, YouTube VR. Um, those are also channels that we can we can experiment with. Uh, but is there is there something that that we know work? Mm-hmm. No, not yet. Mm-hmm. It's yeah. too early. Yeah. Um, and especially because we're not good, we're not doing games, right? So. Uh, not, not, not that what we do are not using a game engine, and, and some of the projects that we're working on are game-like, but we're still not trying to just make a game, because that's not our mandate, and that's yeah. not what our creators want to do. Um, so what will work as a, as a distribution channel right now, it's a, it's a big question mark.
1: Now, I know in in, uh, in Toronto, we had uh, an opportunity for people to come in and, and, and watch films, and in Vancouver, I know they have as well. Is there a place, if you're in Montreal, if the listener is in Montreal, um, how, would people, how, how can people come in to maybe the office, and can they experience VR in the office?
0: Yeah. Um. Well, we're, we're we are working actually on that. We call it our VR garden. So on on having a place where we're going to be able to to show and demonstrate the project that we have. Perfect. Um, I don't think it's going to be like a wide open to to you know uh, because we wouldn't we would have to have somebody there on staff all the time doing mm-hmm. that. And yeah. really, we want to put our resources on 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 creating project. Uh, but we we. A lot of our project are touring in festivals. Uh, the like f- the film Dance, festival yeah. and animation festival now often have an you know an interactive or a VR um, component. Uh, so then uh, that's one of the places people can definitely look for for these project. Okay. Um, uh, we get yeah, there's the Five Center in Montreal if you want to experiment with with VR project. Uh, Sorry, what and, was that called uh, again? A uh, Phi center. Okay, it's a it's a like an art center here where they often have uh, a VR project uh, in demo. Um, so I think there's there's actually many places where people can um, can have a first taste of VR, not necessarily through a, an NFB project, and often because you know, we've been there early in, in experimenting and, and, and developing things, then the chances are there might be a, an NFB project. <laughs>
1: <laughs> now, tell me a little bit about uh, the, I know the game scene and the film post-production scene in Montreal is massive. It's, it's huge. And mm-hmm. tell me a little bit about the culture of the city and how... Um, Game developers or hopefully VR developers uh, can get together. Are there any groups or organizations that are local that you could, you might want to give a shout out to if people want to learn more about this in Montreal? Um,
0: that's a good question. There there is a there is an attempt to create uh, I think they call it the VR Valley, uh, the Montreal VR Valley, um, right now. So somebody's trying to regroup. Um, Uh, the different actors and players and people interested in VR Mm -hmm. around this uh, this denomination I don't know if that's uh, that's going to happen Uh, I don't you know yeah a lot of VFX shop are in Montreal Mm -hmm. as you said the film the film industry is pretty big the game the game industry all pretty much all the big game developers are here absolutely uh, or have an office here um so true I guess to uh, the local uh, cygraph group mm-hmm. uh potentially there's something there I'm sure we're going to talk about
1: VR a lot um I have to admit, when Vincent was on the show, he had just done a tour of a number of, uh, of VR public speaking events for students and and for the general public and for for people interested in animation. He, there is so much going on in Vancouver. I was so envious of him, and just he gave a rundown of all the the the, the user groups and uh, sort of you know meet meetups and things. Mm-hmm. It was fascinating. It was really, really. Uh, he really set the bar very high. Uh, here in Toronto, we we certainly do have uh, uh, visual effects. Meetups and they are morphing into VR meetups and and that's good. But it's definitely it's it's developing. It's developing. That's
0: it. I think it's the same thing here in Montreal. Obviously, mm-hmm. we have VF, you know, VFX meetup. We have uh, we have Graph Group. We have, uh, uh, but I, I don't think I haven't seen any yet. Really, just like about VR. Uh, I think it's uh, it's obviously going to happen very well, soon. Well, we should change that. We did, that. did have uh, Mutech. <laughs> sorry, we did have Mutech. Uh, uh, which was originally a, a music festival, but uh, that now they have Mutec Image, and that was a few months ago. I, uh, I gave a speech there, and there's been uh, in- people invited from all over the world, creators from you know uh, all over, and it was specifically about VR. And I think that's going to happen again. Actually, I, I don't know when, but uh, I know they're planning on doing it again and doing it uh, annually or or every six months or. Um, that, that's, that's going to be a very good event to follow.
1: Well, I do know we have a lot of listeners in the Montreal area. Just looking at our at our at our analytics on our site. So uh, to anyone listening in, I mean, this is I think a, a wonderful opportunity to uh, uh, put your roots down. And and uh, if you're thinking about starting up a VR group, or, or if there's one's been started, um, keep at it, <laughs> keep at it, because this is actually something that I can tell, I can assure you, and I I hear this every single day. There are people working. Not in technology that are very very excited about this medium and they want to learn more so mm-hmm. a great way of doing that is through a meetup or a public space where you can you know, people can get together maybe they they've, they've, they've picked up I mean the the rift is shipping now so maybe people are finally getting them in their hands and just a uh, sort of a show and tell and meet and greet and these really do go a long way to create a uh, A culture of uh, sharing and making and uh, uh, I think it's wonderful that we can do that. So, Montreal, I want to hear more about that for sure. (laughs) And and, uh, we have have discussed a lot of things. I just wanted to make everyone that's listening know, if you go to our website, rd.xyz, we'll have extensive show notes. Uh, We've talked about a lot of things today and uh, I want to make sure that everyone can follow up and uh, see some of the projects that you're working on. Uh, There is a Minotaur uh, trailer online.
0: uh, yes i will i will send you the link to mm -hmm. that uh yeah for sure we will eventually that that's just a short trailer while while it's touring you know the the festival still um but it's one of the project i'm pretty sure we're going to release online really really soon for everybody to to download and try and 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 see so and it's it's a quite a fun 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 ride um and the other project yes yeah. it's it's still uh, it's still early but uh I think our our goal right now at the NFP is to start sharing a lot more uh while we are in the process of making something what do we learn what do we do why 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 do we make those those choices what our experiment are we we're doing in the lab, so that's if you look in on in, on our blog and our website, uh, you guys are going to start seeing a lot more uh, of all these little experiments, and, and I think it's going to be a very interesting to follow um and and learn and interact with us too.
1: That is so exciting and that really does uh feed well into the culture of the NFB and I think the the whole notion of of being by Canadians for Canadians um we don't we have to be careful that we don't exclude anybody just because you don't have the technology but you're doing some incredible things and you're telling some very interesting stories and not everyone has You know, even a cardboard. I mean, it's it's not everyone understands how this technology works. So that is wonderful that you've uh, that the the NFB has generally made a decision to move in that direction of sharing um, sharing some of what you've you've learned. And and if there's anything that we can do to (laughs) work together, I mean, that's sort of what I do. My background is in teaching, and I love sharing. And I believe that uh, this is what makes um, our show unique: is that we're we're just bringing people in that are. You know, working from and, and, and from a different different uh, disciplines and um, putting together something in this new medium that we don't understand yet. So, if there's anything I can do to help with with what you're doing. Please that's great. Know. Absolutely, that's uh, that's awesome. It's a okay. sharing culture so, that I think we're building here, and I, I'm very proud of that. Listen, I know you've touched on on projects that are in on the go. Is was there anything that I, I overlooked that, that you wanted to mention, or any is there anything upcoming in terms of maybe some of your public speaking or or anything that you want to talk about?
0: Uh, well, I just have been invited um, to go to Barcelona actually to talk um, to talk about VR and and our VR project. Uh, I still haven't I have no idea yet exactly <laughs> how, how I'm going to touch that it's still early that's mm-hmm. uh, that's later this summer but uh, um, but definitely we will have uh, some demos at that time and then some of our prototype are going to be ready i yep. um, oh, I will probably go to SciGraph two again, so uh, definitely I will mm-hmm. try to cover that as much as I can and maybe give a talk there too if if it's accepted uh about that's one thing I'm 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 really working um to try to develop is is tools to actually create in VR while you are in VR environment uh, and specifically yeah. specifically not just you know not just the drawing or sculpting tools but tools to actually be able to animate uh do the what would be the equivalent of compositing but in VR space. Um, so that's definitely something we're
1: going to. You are talk not the about. first person to mention that, and I, I, I suspect that's one of those things that once you've experienced it, it's like, okay, this is actually, <laughs> this is actually very good. <laughs> I, I, I can't imagine why you'd want to. Oh, sometimes, like modeling, when you're in a 3D space, this goes back to my animation days. But when you're modeling, sometimes you just, you, you have to quickly default to like sort of that quad view really fast to mm-hmm. sort of like root yourself and ground yourself. I don't understand why, (laughs) and I've heard this before, uh, the the whole notion of of world building or or modeling or asset building or game creation in in VR for VR. That to me seems kind of mind-blowing, but I'll have to defer that for when I actually get a chance to experience it. But that's very interesting that you brought that up. Yeah,
0: it's, uh, because of our experience developing Sandy with IMAX, it's, uh, again, it's that, that stereoscopic animation software yep. that, that was developed, uh, in partnership by, by IMAX with the help of, of the NFB. And, uh, and seeing those artists draw, actually draw and animate in, in stereoscopic space, um, in 3D space, they use some kind of one and they, it's really like freeing and 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 very interesting, and it it just felt like a natural thing to do that in VR, and we realized that well there, there's no real good tools to do that right now, and whatever tools are developed are specifically just to you know sculpt draw, but mm-hmm. nothing that makes it possible after to rework the scene, to put animation in there, to. Uh, game Engine are actually getting there slowly mm-hmm. uh, unreal uh, both unreal and unity have announced that they you could be in, in vr space and, and move things around and uh, and it makes it makes you, if you try it you'll you see maybe it doesn't make sense <laughs> for everything but it yeah. does make sense for some things because what you see when you're on your, your little screen uh, in maya um uh, or in uh, in unity, and when you get in VR you realize well proportions are wrong uh, uh, this is not at the right place uh, it, it's it would be so nice and so intuitive and so normal to be able to just push things around and then mm-hmm. scale
1: things uh, while you are in in a VR environment mm-hmm. i'm looking forward to that experience i, I that 's part of the whole Paradigm shift that comes with this, some new technologies and is is thinking a little differently. You think a little different about audio. Mm-hmm. Um, you're you're thinking of differently about how polygons are rendered and and frame rates. You need to really be considered of that and yes. uh, whether it's you know rendered live or pre-rendered. And 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 now here it is another thing to reconsider is the actual building of the world itself. Like I, I, this is just another way of doing it that really wasn't necessary before but now the tools are there and the, the the software is there and the and the the thought process is there and then and the motivation and the, the the payoff is there so it's it's part of the whole letting go of sort of what we know and doing something new into the world that we don't understand necessarily but it's it's so yeah. much fun it's so interesting listen i'm I, I i gotta let you go this is actually a really great talk and i'd love to have you back on just talk about some of these project as they mature a bit more and as things and as things are released um, and definitely if I could get some you know basically you have an open invitation <laughs>
0: well thank you and uh, it would be definitely a pleasure and as soon as I, I have more things to show you i will yes absolutely and uh, and i think that audio part too if, uh, mm-hmm. if i can put you in contact we're still again in the process of experimenting but we're going to learn a lot in the yeah. next few weeks and few months so uh, if you want to talk with uh, one of our audio guy here I, I think it might be very very
1: interesting I'd like to try that. Now, you know what? I'm going to screw it up again. Can you give me your first name pronunciation properly, please? <laughs> it's Elwa. Elwa Champagne. Cham- Champagne, right. Champagne? Champagne, that's Champagne, fine. Champagne. Champagne. very good. good. <laughs> Technical Director at the Animation Studio English Program for the National <laughs> Film Board of Canada in the Montreal office. This has been... Such a thrill. I've got a huge smile on my face. I'm just so happy to be able to speak with you and to have you represent the National Film Board, which just plays such a big role in my life as an animator. So, um, what a thrill. And I know our listeners are going to be happy. And listeners, if you have any feedback, as always, Twitter's the best way to do it xyz You can reach me direct, email. I read everything and respond when I can. It's Rick at R-D-A-R-D-E-E dot X-Y-Z. Hey, listen, how can people reach out to you? I mean, you're obviously big on Twitter. Is it, How do people reach out to you?
0: Uh, well, yeah, Twitter is a, is a pretty good place. I like uh, I like sharing with people there, uh, especially about, you know, new tech and ideas. And uh, yep. definitely that's one of the good places. So that's uh, iChronos4 or El Champagne on, on Twitter is good. TrueDNFB.
1: Um, uh, uh, well, that's good, actually. It, it, you don't have to give out your email address at NB. That's fine. <laughs> But listen, thank you so much for joining me, and I'm going to cut you loose, but I really appreciate your time, and uh, take care, and to everyone else, make sure if you like the show, subscribe, tell your friends, and uh, let us know what you want to hear next. Thanks, everybody. Have a good day.